This episode is not sponsored, but we encourage you to help support the small businesses, charities and organisations that we mention. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Our Circle. I'm Rhiannon. And I'm Jess. And today we have a very special guest with us. We have singer, songwriter, artist, karate coach, and player, model, and actor. My God, what a resume. Please welcome Dan and I do. Welcome. So that's quite, like Ree said, that's quite a resume. You've got quite a lot going on. What is like your main gig? Do you have one that you're really going for? Or is it all a mix? Um, it's definitely being a singer that's that's my main goal um I'm caught up with a bunch of different things because I don't like sitting still like, I, get I, that. Just, <laughs> I, I, I can't do it I think that um with the way that I was raised as well like my parents have always instilled um just responsibility so I just take up so many different things all the time and just keep myself busy so is it a bit like not putting all your eggs in one basket? You're kind of wanting yeah. to try lots of different things. It's okay. just doing everything. I think it comes from my dad. I'm not going to lie. He does everything. He's really? an international karate referee. He is oh, a director slash producer. That's where the actor side comes from because he's pushing me into the movie industry in South India. So it's like he does everything. He, he met my mom being a DJ in Dubai. Wow. And a night manager in Ramada Hotel here in Dera, which is now broken down. But there's just a lot. So I think me being crazy with what I do just comes from him in general. That's amazing, um, though. Like that, it makes a lot. I wondered where the karate came from, but then all yeah. of the other things to know that they also come from your dad as well. That makes yeah. sense, I guess, that you're sort of like that. So you say that you're a singer. How long have you been a singer for? Um, well, I've been singing ever since I was little, but just professionally, I would like to say the last couple of years, maybe the last three years, so ever since the university, for sure, because that's when I started getting out on stage more and just exploring my sound, but a couple of years now, but I've been singing ever since I could talk, I guess. My dad always, again, this comes from my dad. Oh, wow. It's crazy. <laughs> and does that come with the songwriting as well? Or did that come a bit later? Um, I think with songwriting, it's more that I never... I never thought I would be able to write, honestly, never thought that I would be able to write. But then when I started experiencing things more as I was growing up, uh, it just sort of came to me. Right. And when I discovered that I could write, it's just a matter of being honest with myself on paper. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, that's how the songwriting started. So I have a whole book of songs, Amazing. which I'm working on getting out one by one. Um, but yeah. So the place where I'm sitting at right now, it's my dojo, and it takes up a lot of my time. Right. Uh, yeah, um, so through social media, you were saying that you were there seven days a week. I was like, that's always. <laughs> that's yeah, always. That's always. I'm always here. There's no day off. Like I have my Friday like evenings off, but every every other day I'm working. Like I have work in, in another three hours. I have to be here uh, till the nighttime. But I enjoy it. I love coaching. I love practicing. Um, it's been in my blood forever, but yeah. I started when I was two and a half. So I've Ooh. been doing karate for like 20 years now. Wow. So you yeah. said with the, the songwriting um, that you've kind of been, is being honest with yourself and drawing from your experiences. Can you yeah. kind of tell us a bit more about the process of songwriting? Is it literally everything that you're writing is really personal or 
do you take from other people's experiences? How does it work? It's definitely personal. And I can't just write whenever I feel like it. I have to have gone through something to be able to put it down on paper. So I don't always write. But it's every time that I do write, um, the song is really special. Because it's something like um, I'm putting that experience behind me. I'm done with it. And now I'm moving forward. Um, So I think that even though I don't, like I have one song that's out and I do have plenty that are waiting to be released. Um, mm-hmm. But each of these songs, they don't just come out of nowhere. They're, each of these songs are like a testament to my experience, what I've gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all really special. When you say that you're a songwriter, obviously quite a lot of people sort of take that in different ways. Do you mean that you're more of like a lyricist or do you do all of the, the melodies and the harmonies and things like that as well? Oh, the melodies and harmonies and everything as well. Yeah, 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 100%. I do work with a lot of people as well like I have a couple best friends that I do work with musically and we tend to help each other out like when the songwriting process is happening we all sit in groups and sometimes my friend Ruben and I he's the one that I have a song out with we Uh, we hop on Zoom thank you guys thank you we're working on an acoustic version like a more live acoustic version because that's usually where that is my niche I do enjoy having like an organic instrument and just my voice I'm not that much of a beat person right. I, I tried I really tried but I'm not there yet maybe it'll come in the future but I'm more of somebody that would just sit with a guitar and a piano and just vocally express myself I mean we so, can yeah. see that on your on your social media we stopped the hell out of you by the way <laughs> <laughs> but like across your um Instagram you've got so much more performance um videos on there so yeah everyone go check her out please but there's there's so much on there and it is very much cute and I love it I think it's quite organic like you were saying if things are coming to you a bit more um naturally to do with your experiences it comes yeah. through performance I think it's beautiful thank you yeah thank you so I get I get real like um Georgia Smith kind of vibes which I, I absolutely that. love it's so like <laughs> yes <laughs> it's so like, um, no, like you said, I think it takes a lot of talent to just be really stripped back and yes, for it to all just yeah. be raw. And just like you said, like no beat, nothing like that. It's all just you. Yeah. So well done. It means the world to me because um I think when it comes to when it comes to music and me performing on social media, it's more like like I said, this is just me putting my feelings out and being done mm-hmm. with it so I can move forward. And and I think me singing. Uh, the songs that I sing, which are they usually tend to be the sad ones or me making it even sadder, but that's just me coping with yeah. what's going on in my life mm-hmm. and uh, sort of reaching out to an audience that will understand me. Uh, I think sad songs are so much, well, I personally find sad songs easier to write um, in comparison to like, like I, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm a really sad person or anything. It's just, you can, you get the feels more, don't you? When you're happy, you're sort yeah. of like, well, do I really write a song about butterflies right now? Maybe I could. Like, some people can't. It's quite hard. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you completely. It's just, it's so much, um, it's so much easier to connect with an audience as well because everybody's gone through some sort of pain in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 just it's a way easier way to connect with somebody through pain. Yeah, through trauma. That's definitely one of one of the things I like about my music. I I don't sing for everybody. I sing for myself. That's one of the, Good. the biggest things for me. I was yeah. gonna ask, like, do you feel any pressure? Like, you say that you can only write when you've experienced something and it comes to you. Do you feel any pressure? Like, oh, how am I gonna create an album if I'm not feeling sad? Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot, a lot of pressure because 
like the only way I know how to write music right now is through experience and it is through pain. So I, I sit down and I think I'm like, do I actually have to go through another breakup or something for me to sit yeah. and write? Like, is that what I need to do? Um, and I'm trying to break that bubble. Like one of my friends, he's an artist here in Dubai. His name is Tak. He actually challenged me. He's like, I just sit down and write anything. Why do you need to? And I was just, no, I don't know if I can do it. Like, I don't know if I can actually sit down and write about anything. I feel like it'll only come if I go through something. So I'm trying to break that bubble because I do want to be able to just sit down and write. I don't want to base it off of an experience and just have to go through something to sit and write. It's definitely something I have to work on, I'd like to say. And I also think that the older I'm getting, the more freedom I'm getting from my parents. So it means I get to go out and experience more things. Um, I was about to say, you were very young. Like, you're not meant to have crazy amounts of life experience by the age that you are already. Like, that will come. So I feel like yeah. more experiences will help you write. Like, you're still very much exactly. in, in exactly. the possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which is why I'm not too bothered by it. But yeah. at the same time, I I don't know. Is that quite hard yeah. for you then if you're like 22 living at home and you're wanting to like have experiences and you're wanting to, you know, gain some inspiration here and there and you're sort of, you know, with your parents and stuff, which like we can both relate to that feeling. Yeah. Is that quite hard to feel like your development musically and, and as, a, as a person as well? 100% because I know I can, I know for a fact that if I have my own place and if I don't have to answer to my parents, then I will be in a much better place as an artist yeah I will have reached another ceiling that I'd have to break you know yeah. um and I think that's the space that I'm trying to work on right now which is why I'm working so hard in my dojo which is why I'm working so hard to be financially independent mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest reasons that I take up so many things because I am desperate for that freedom yeah so I'm working on it and I'm getting there 100 percent I started learning how to trade. I literally, I started learning how to trade. Yeah, yeah. that's a good skill to have. That's, that's hard. A, I love it. I'm having so much fun. Um, it stresses me the hell out that like I, I found it unhealthy. I was just like, nope, can't keep this up. I, I enjoy it so much. I think one of the biggest reasons I enjoy it so much is because one of my best friends introduced me to it and she's my mentor. So it's kind of cool. So we hang out a lot, sitting on Zoom, looking at charts. Um, <laughs> but... How do you have the time? How do you have the time to yeah, do when that? When do you fit that in? Like, do you yeah. sleep? <laughs> Just, I, I do sleep. Yeah, I definitely sleep. Um, I, when I you're sleep. awake, you make the most of every single hour you have. 100%. I don't see it any other way. I mean, there are, there are like a couple of weeks where um, I, I do tend to burn out. So mm-hmm. there, I just spent so. one one week just oversleeping and then I'm back at it again. Wow. So, I feel so, like yeah. you're at the age where you can do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, my dad tells me the same thing. He's like, you're you're crazy. You should just go to sleep. I'm like, no, nah, next week. <laughs> <laughs> so I mentioned Georgia Smith vibes and I feel like you were quite happy with that. What artists do you take inspiration from and do you look up to any artists? Do you aspire to be like any artist success-wise? Yeah, yeah, 100%. My style of singing is very much like Georgia Smith and uh, her. In general, I'm just more of an R&B soul kind of gal. Mm -hmm. I think when I first started 
exploring myself musically it was always pop because that that was the genre that was always on top um is that the genre then, you like i'm trying to stray away from it right uh but i do tend to go there first because that's just the kind of music that i learned first right so my brain automatically goes there but i'm trying to stray away from that and stick to the more soul side of it i mean i think that's where i am naturally or i'm trying to be i don't know there's just something about r&b soul that just gives me chills every time mm. do you all the time is it um current i mean you said her and uh george smith which is obviously very current do you ever tap into like old school soul like from the 50s well, i have to try I, and get I love lauren hill mm. um she's one of my favorite artists i definitely listen to Whitney Houston and Alicia Keys those three are like my top ones that I tend to go back to so that's more like cool. 90s do you go any further yeah. like nothing further back okay no. okay cool haven't haven't tapped into that yet I mean when uh, I feel like if you were to tap it like with your voice if you yeah. tap into some 50s and 60s your mind's gonna blow like I think it will be really interesting to see what you should give it a shot I should oh, definitely sure. give it a shot <laughs> sure. yeah I'm excited. Um, let, me, let me try that out. <laughs> so if you could have, if you could um, collaborate with any artist mm. in the world, we're talking dead or alive, who would it be? Oh my God. I love this <laughs> question. I think in terms of collaboration, I don't know if you guys know who Masego is. Yeah. Oh my God, that man. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I'm obsessed with him. I just think that he has so much talent. Like the way he's produced work with other artists is so special. Like he definitely has his own songs as well, but I just love the work that he helps produce. Yeah. Like instrumentally, like the arrangements and stuff. Do you know what? Just I've never awesome. once in my life, when people ask this question, thought collab with a producer. I've always thought of another like singer mm-hmm. or something. I've never once yeah. thought, oh, I should probably try and choose the best producer. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that man is gold like just the way he instrumentally arranges his work it's it's fire it's fire he's an artist as well but yeah his production is amazing (laughs) i really hope that from this we're manifesting it to happen for you oh i I know i'm gonna meet him one day i know (laughs) i know i know it So um, we briefly spoke about your parents and I kind of wanted to touch into that because you are of both Tamil and Russian heritage. Um, do you identify a lot with those roots? Um, uh, I think it's, it's a weird one for me because I was born in Dubai. Okay. So I'm definitely one of them third culture kids, you know. I did live in India for a couple of years, so I feel like I do relate more to my Tamil roots than my Russian ones, because I'm not going to lie, I don't even know my mom's language. I don't speak Russian at all. I do speak Tamil, because I had to live there for a couple of years for high school, so I had to learn to speak to my aunt and my grandmom and just be able to have general conversation, Um, and I had to take it up in school. So I do tend to identify more with my Tamil roots than my Russian ones, but otherwise, neither of them. Oh, wow. Okay. I was born and raised here. Like I say neither of them, but I'm sure that when we get to talking, it's going to come out that I relate to them both. Well, I was um, going to say, because you've mentioned to us previously about a culture clash. Was that so yeah. much in your life or is that like where you live or is that like... In I think, you find I think it encapsulates everything because being somebody that, is from South India, mm-hmm. from Russia, 
but born and raised in Dubai. It's like that's a lot. Where am I from? Because <laughs> neither <laughs> of these, I'm 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 too woke for India. Mm-hmm. I'm too gay for India. I'm too myself for South India. I don't know anything about my mom's country because I've I've been there a couple of times when I was little, but that's about it. And my you home. Mentioned that you're gay for um, India. You're definitely too gay then for Russia, mm-hmm. right? I think so too. It's really conservative there as well. Like, and then I my home, which is Dubai, will never actually consider me as its resident. Like, I I'm I'm not from this place technically. But why I'm is not- that? If you're born there. Unless you're Emirati, unless you're one of your parents is, you won't really get access to ah, okay. having like a passport or a citizenship from here. It's just like residence visas and stuff. So right. even my home is in my home. So I'm always in this space where I'm like, where the hell do I belong? Right. Um, and I think that's where the culture clash comes a lot. And now my, I don't even consider myself Russian sometimes. I just call myself Tamar because like the way it is at home, it's very South Indian. Right, like the kind of rules that are enforced, the things that are expected of me. It's very South Indian, and I know that Russia is also a place where, especially my mom being Orthodox, um, she's very conservative herself. So oh, yeah. there isn't much of a culture clash in terms of how um, how you're right. open my mom is and how closed off my dad is, because they're both closed off. Right. Okay, that's quite uh, interesting to be honest, because yeah. you're living in. A place that is quite I, I guess like a sponge for new things and yeah. new ideas and new ways even though there's obviously traditional things around you're yeah. in a place that's all about developing um and especially being someone who is an artist and someone who's creative and someone who's yeah. very expressive and you've already said that you're part of the LGBT community like yeah. that's all encapsulating things that are about being open about being yeah. um forward thinking and stuff I yeah. and then you're saying that you're born somewhere that doesn't recognize you as a citizen that I think personally I would find quite um I don't want to say unsettling but I would find it like I'd have a lot of questions for sure and it would make me wonder where I do feel that I fit in where I am home so I wondered where do you feel that you find this home or do you think you're still finding that I want to say where I am right now like I love Dubai it's gonna sound cheesy but if you find the people that you relate to the most and I do have my best friends who are my chosen family yeah um that anywhere is home right yeah with them you know so I'm fine with everywhere but I I do have this special little affinity to Dubai it's just it's a special place to me um Mm. I think that people think that it's an overrated place to stay but it's really not again when you find the people that you that you truly 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 love it's it's become like yeah it's become a safe place 100 percent yeah, I'm glad that you have that because I think it helps, yeah. doesn't it? Especially with all of the things that you've got going on, as if you need any additional things on top of this all. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess that might answer our question. Do you only perform in English when you're singing? Yes, I do only perform in English when I sing. I am definitely uh, dabbling into my Tamar side because uh, this producer that I've been working with in India and my dad think that nobody in the current South Indian industry will have the kind of voice that I have for the kind of music that is sung there. Interesting. So so he's like, give it a shot. I think you might like it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's see how it goes. So I'm definitely dabbling into it. I'm currently only working on covers for Thummer stuff. 
but hopefully I will learn to write as well, or I'll work with a lyricist maybe who'll be able to translate it into the language. I was going to say, I feel like that's quite natural to do covers because then more people hear you. And then, yeah, no, you know, 100%. 100%. It's a good way to get into it. Get into it, exactly. Covers are a perfect place to get into it. So hopefully in the future. Do you worry about translations? Because you might not be able to convey that same kind of emotion that you're trying to get out and you know especially if you write your own songs it's like like you said you're you're an experience do you worry that that might not be translated directly that feeling yeah I think I think in in Tamar okay so Tamar is a really really old language every single feeling that we think we have a word in English so like the word sad has like probably 10 different Tamil words so you need to pick the right one (laughs) yeah you just need to know how to pick the right one and I think that's the beauty about having a lyricist who is really really well versed in that Mm -hmm. um because Tamar like I said is such an old language like every day that I sit down with my dad he always says some new proverb or some word that he tries to translate to me and he's like I can't find the word in English I don't know what the English word to translate this into is so I'm not so much worried about translating that feeling into Tamar because I know there's always a word but it's always mm-hmm. difficult to translate back to English because yeah, there's yeah. no word like that in, in mm-hmm. the English language um but in definitely in Tamil it won't be difficult to translate that's interesting but also you saying like how the views there are very different and if you're singing about uh-huh. personal feelings and you're wanting mm-hmm. to try and write you're gonna have like are you thinking right I'm gonna be thinking about my progressive thoughts and feelings yeah hope that they just get this that I'm I'm now even giving them the tools of giving it to them in their in their own language are they going to accept this sort of thing do you have those concerns um I think that with my coming generation there are a lot of people right now who are opening up to the idea or at least they're okay so I know that like in my friend group in, in like my high school friend group everybody is always constantly trying to teach their parents about what's going on right now in the world so I know that it'll get better through the years but right now I don't know how accepting they'll be of it mm. well you might be the person who's like the trailblazer just going forward I hope so I really hope so I hope so too <laughs> in Dubai how hard is it to get into the music industry mm. I don't think it's that hard because I'm not gonna lie the music industry here is quite small I mean there are amazing artists and it's 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 quite a tight-knit circle over here so it's the obvious answer for every place like if you know people you're going to be able to get in so it's all about Mm -hmm. your network Mm -hmm. so I think connecting with the right people is really really important everywhere this is for anything um but yeah especially for the music industry if you if you know who to connect with if you meet the right people you're definitely going to be able to enter that circle so has that been the it's case also, for you? Or are you still trying to network more to find more people? I think I'm still in the process of finding myself. So it's more like I want to set my roots deeper into what I'm doing before I spread out. Right. Mm. So right now I'm still working on myself. I'm still working on my sound. I think this 
past one and a half years has just been me looking for my sound or creating my own sound. And it's been a roller coaster, I'm not going to lie. But this pandemic has been a curse and a blessing for me because mm-hmm. I am finding myself artistically, which is something that I'm really grateful for because I didn't know I'd have the time. And like it kickstarted when the lockdown was there because I didn't have my dojo to take care of. I, I didn't need to be here because okay. it was closed. So I had time to sit down and really experiment with my music, which is where I started actually pushing uh, covers on my Instagram. And that's where I started building my little community. And yeah, now I have a safe space of people who love listening to my music. And that makes me really happy. So that makes me happy for you. I love that that's what's grown from the pandemic. I love hearing about positive things that have come from this because obviously there's been very little good feelings about this time period so it's nice to hear something like that you mentioned earlier that you sing for yourself not necessarily for sort of the acceptance of others and you don't measure yourself in success that way so when you started posting yourself online were you nervous about it do you still get nervous about it or is it just like nope this is me I think when I first started posting that was beginning of uni where I actually posted something on Facebook, if I'm not wrong. I was really, really nervous then because when I sing, I make all these weird scrunchy faces. <laughs> I completely relate to this because for my uni project, I released a whole load of music and no one had really heard me before. And my eyes were shut for the whole thing. <laughs> they were shut throughout all of the performances. I like, why do my eyes keep going closed? <laughs> I hear you so much because I can't just stare into a camera with a blank face and sing with, that I, I can't do lights it. And it's stuff. expressing emotion. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, <laughs> and there have been a few people who have mentioned it to me. So I, I thought of it a little bit more when I started singing and it kind of got to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then ever since I started uni, I've been on this road to learning how to love myself and all the pieces of myself completely and wholly without thinking about what other people think. That way, I wasn't really nervous anymore because I was accepting of myself. So I didn't really care what other people thought. So that's where my whole thing of this is me. You can like it or not like it, but I'm singing this way with all my scrunchy faces and everything and deal with it. (laughs) I love that. Same, same. Um, I just wanted to go off something that you've briefly touched on earlier and the fact that it is actually Pride Month at the moment. And I wanted to ask you what that, um, what it does feel like, what it means for you uh, having Pride Month, what it means being part of the LGBTQIA plus community um, and a bit about your coming out experience because that is something that you have done. And I mean, we're aware that that's not always the easiest thing to do, especially in the Middle East. So please tell us what it means for you. I think pride to me is just allowing myself to be myself. I think there are communities and societies where you're allowed to be yourself, but in where I'm from, it's more like sometimes you can't allow yourself to truly be yourself, you know, because you're you're hiding, you're 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 stuck, you're you're trying to be something that society tells you to be in. For me, pride is, you know what, screw everybody else. I'm going to tell myself that it's okay for me to be myself and that's honestly where the coming out started for me it was in 2019 where I completely came out as bisexual not to my parents yet but to all my friends 
to my entire Instagram family, to everybody who knew me besides my parents. So it was just my parents that didn't know because I didn't trust them with that information enough. And then uni finished. I moved back to India for a couple of months and uh, just to chill at home, see my mom for a bit. And then I flew back to Dubai. And that's where I actually realized that I wasn't bi, I was queer. Because for me, it didn't matter what gender the person was. It was more about who they are and what I love about them. It wasn't the exterior that was important to me. And a couple months ago, my dad and I were in this really heated argument. He was talking about trust. And I just felt like, you know what? Now's the time. I'm going to tell you. I love everybody, including women. And you want to talk about trust? Okay, bet. I'm going to trust you with this information. And I just blurted it out. It wasn't planned. We were on Zoom. We were, we were having, yeah, we were having a really, really heated wow. argument about trust. And I was like, okay, you want, you, want to, you want me to trust you? You want to trust me? But I'm going to tell you. And it just came out like... I literally just blurted it out and I was really scared for a second. I was about to say, did you like want to take your words back or were you just like, oh shit, that's out? Kind of in a way, but at the same time, it felt so weird because my mom was understanding of it. My dad thought it was a phase and he kept pushing on me that, oh, you're so young, you're going to grow out of it. I'm like, (laughs) no, I'm not um do you realize that it's not a choice (laughs) um but he still believes that and every time I do blurt out something about me being gay I I I I can see his head doing this thing where he's like oh no she brought it up again (laughs) so it's a little it's a little complicated but I'm I think I'm just really happy that they know yeah they tried to understand me which is what I did not expect I I just thought that they'd be like no you know you don't know what you're talking about la 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 but they were trying to be understanding of it and I think I respect that about them because this was the first time that I felt like they actually chose to listen to what I had to say mm-hmm. it was always them telling me what to do and la, la 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 but this time it was more like okay let's let's try to understand what she's going through and why she thinks this way and they asked me so many weird questions they're like so do you feel aroused when you're around women I'm like that's such a weird question stop my god because it's like would they have asked you that if you'd said you were straight like that's they wouldn't yeah they wouldn't. and I was just like this is such a weird and this was all happening over zoom okay because they weren't in town. I was on Zoom with them. They're like, okay, I'm just going to mute you until you've stopped. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really weird. And I was bawling. I was crying because I felt like I'd opened up a piece to, of myself to them. And I didn't know that they would react the way that they reacted. So I cried even more because I was so confused because the way I had imagined them to react <laughs> was not the way that they actually reacted. Yeah. So I was just sitting there like, I don't know how to react to this reaction myself. So do you feel closer to them now, now that that you feel like they're trying to understand you? Yeah, 100%. I think uh, since the year begun, my dad and I have definitely developed a better relationship than we used to have. I think that our relationship is definitely a lot better because of the way I have been opening up to them. Yes, I do believe that um, they don't deserve to know everything about my life because they won't understand it. And that's okay. But there are 
things that they can know and the things that they will understand or the things that I know that I can explain to them and that they will learn from it. Yeah, I'm comfortable telling them. So yes, our relationship is a lot better, but they don't know everything about my life. Mm -mm. I won't allow it. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like um because especially with your dad I guess that because you do so many things yeah it sort of opens up maybe some of the opportunities for you to have those moments because it's not like um you don't have you know like how some people they might not have a relationship with their parents that's very strong because they they literally have nothing in common they don't have any yeah. sort of grounds and stuff whereas you've got quite a lot like pretty much most things that you're saying that you you put out to the world are quite you know the things that your dad has interest in as well yeah. and, and is pushing as well so therefore yeah. do you feel like that, that kind of helps your situation definitely 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 because he always like if I come back home from a shoot and I tell them what it's like and he brings back his experiences and that's where we tend to bond yeah um that's nice yeah or if or if like I do remember when we, when we were filming the movie <laughs> I don't really want to talk about this movie but yeah my dad <laughs> filmed and like directed produced and everything uh it's a movie called Kyla which is my sister's name it was released early 2020 and uh it's a Tamil movie it's a thriller horror a little bit of a cringe thing for uh, for us people who watch like Hollywood stuff but in the Tamil industry it's pretty normal to have these kind of movies but yeah while we were filming all of that my dad and I definitely bonded a lot because I do really enjoy being creative mm. I really really enjoy the arts field um I think if there's any place for me it would just be being a creative I can't help it I have to be here this is where I belong I have so much to offer for my first time professionally acting and being confused about the whole thing and having my dad be like it's okay you got this again it was a horror thriller so I had to be surprised and shocked and numb all at the same time and that's not me I'm bubbly I'm happy I'm always excited and he wanted me to be sad and dreary and I was just there like this is so hard I can't act <laughs> well, you like you cast the wrong person dad <laughs> right exactly but he put me in because like I'm his daughter and you know he wanted me to take that shot in and he really really truly believes that I have a space in the Tamil acting industry I don't think he's wrong it's just that when we filmed Kyla I wasn't in an exactly pleasant situation in my life this was when I was discovering myself I well I'm I, I have an eating disorder so there's that I have body dysmorphia so it was a very difficult place in my life when we were filming that movie I gained and lost a lot of weight up and down uh, and I stress eat a lot so that's where the the eating disorder comes from when I'm anxious I eat because that's just how I feel comfortable and then there there goes like weeks where I under eat completely and I so it's very difficult and I think that was the portion of my life where I was very very I was just sad I was very sad when we filmed that whole movie so I wasn't in a good space mentally I am better now but I do know that in the future with whatever movies that my dad and I do film together it will be it would be a lot better and my performance would also be a lot better but that one I don't really talk about that movie a lot. I, I think that makes a lot of thank. Thank you, by the way, for sharing that with us. You, you absolutely did not have to do it, so thank you very much for sharing that with us. But I think that makes a lot of sense why you don't talk about that because you associate it to that those feelings. Yeah. That's like a lot of stuff for us. Like if there's moments in our life where we've had 
some sort of trauma or upset or something yeah. you know it's hard to talk about memories around that time or look yeah. at photos for, for something and be like oh yeah do you remember this I'm like yeah I felt shit I remember feelings yeah exactly and I think that me constantly looking back at those moments because it's literally it's out into the world the entire mm. movie two hours wow. of me hating myself and not happy with the way I look not happy with just anything um, it's just plastered out into the universe and I can't take it back. So it's just mm -hmm. me there being unhappy. Mm. And I have to see that constantly or be reminded of it mm. by just people. Because I've, I've had like, we had like press releases and things like that. And there oh. were people in my face asking me about it. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to talk about it, but I have to. Do you feel that um, because of the way that they reacted when you did come out to them, even though it was that sort of unexpected thing? Yeah. Did that at all make you then think okay there and, and like you said you respected the fact that they were showing willingness to learn yeah has yeah. that made you feel even though like you said yes you won't share everything it's made you more open to the idea because they are showing that willingness to learn or is there some sort of like intrinsic yeah no you will not know yeah. this about me yeah I I definitely think that I'm gonna keep pieces of myself to myself because of well, that was just one incident when where they I think they were just confused, so they don't they didn't know how to react. So mm -hmm. if they if they had more information about it, if they were well aware about it, I'm sure they would have reacted differently. Okay. But because they didn't really know what it meant, right? And they didn't and they don't know what it means for my future, that they were just like, Okay, well, how do we respond to this? And it, mm -hmm. and because it happened so suddenly, they didn't have a choice but to react in a way that I think would be accepting. I don't know how I feel like if they had more time to think about it they would go off more and just yeah. be like no you don't know what you're doing it was a very sudden thing so the way they responded was just because it was a burst of information to them um they, they still don't know what it means I think that's quite future. interesting hearing it go that way you often hear like it the other way don't you sometimes like yeah I was out. fully ready to run away <laughs> yeah. I was I was like screw this i'm packing a bag i'm gonna go live in my friend's house until i can like afford my own place because yeah. she's very very willing to take me and i have amazing friends here i was ready i was ready to just run like that was what i had at the back of my head i was like okay just go south um they're not even here in town so i'm just gonna leave i'll just disappear <laughs> so in their minds they're like no you have to have a family I settle down my dad was like at around 25 you start settling down okay i'm like what does the start settling down me what, what are you trying to say like mm -mm, no relax no yeah um and to him it means get married and have kids and I'm just there like I'm probably not going to get married to a man I'm especially definitely in like not three years time <laughs> yeah so your dreams or whatever you thought was going to happen is not going to happen because mm -hmm. he had this whole life planned out for me and I'm not going about it the same way that he had planned for me because I'm his first kid it is yeah. a lot of pressure and he's always like you know you're exactly the way that um I had envisioned you and la 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 and I don't know just I think being the first kid being brown being a woman mm. and being queer you got mm -hmm. a lot going against a, someone's traditional ideas. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So it's it's just it's 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 always a fight with my father and I. Always, it's kind very of ironic that you both do karate, then, huh? 
<laughs> right? Exactly. I think so too. I think so too. But it's okay. It's a means of us getting some of that aggression out. I was about um, to ask actually, do you find that the karate is a almost therapeutic thing for for you with your with your eating, with your with your own things that you you are um internalizing and your relationship with your dad? Is is that what you use karate for or is it something that completely numbs all of it definitely numbs all of it okay interesting yeah yeah um because in the dojo he's not my father ah he's a teacher Mm -hmm. it's a very fine line between being a coach and a father at home it's like I've attended like national championships here in the UAE I'm like a medal holder and stuff and this was all pushed from my dad oh my god that's amazing like as the metal thing not being the the push part but like (laughs) yeah I'm I'm pretty proud of those moments but it's it's all a testament to my dad's efforts um I think that I'm only still here in karate because of him I would have stopped a long time ago if he didn't continue to push me and I am grateful to an extent because I do know what it does for me and how strong it makes me and um what it has done for me through my years of growth and how it has sort of shaped my body and just made me strong because mm. I'm I'm definitely strong you know and uh, I'm grateful for my for my dad for doing that like I said when it comes to like being a teacher and being a father the line is kind of like blurred at home so it also makes things difficult there as well. Sorry, correct me if I'm wrong, but are there times where you might be saying something sensitive and you're like, I really just need you to be my dad right now, yeah. not like teacher? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So how, how do you see then the future sort of panning out for you? Not, to, not that there's any pressure here at all, just, you know, out, no, of, don't worry. <laughs> out of interest, what do you sort of see then? Do you see um, you following all of these different avenues or do you see like maybe the uh, the karate side of things like that chapter closing and you sort of breaking away from that a bit more like how, how do you see your future with all of yeah. the things that you have going on right now I definitely want to close this karate chapter of my life and then yeah. do you see that being the the music route along with acting yeah. or is it more acting route with a bit of music are you sort of oh it's definitely more music than acting yeah acting is just like something that I'm dabbling in um but like I said creative field yes anything in the creative field I'm down I enjoy acting I love being in front of the camera I really really love it it's weird but that is my safe space no, even though it's in, even though it's in front of a uh, a million people that are going to be watching I just I enjoy that that's my safe space so I yeah I think more music definitely more music a lot more music I can't wait to hear it yeah I'm so excited do you have so, any, have you got any sort of uh, upcoming projects then that we can hear about now or is it all sort of hush hush until you've um I do have this one song that I'm working on it's called lockdown I nice. wrote it during <laughs> relatable to <the> lockdown <laughs> um and I'm working to release that way I'm really excited for this one I think that compared to 609 this one lockdown is definitely more me it's more just organic Donna I, I love collaborations I just I feel like there's no music with just me out now it's all just collaborations you know like the original stuff I I, I need people to know what I'm like without other people around me and I'm excited for that so yeah 
We're excited too. We're excited for you and for our ears. <laughs> I'm really excited. It's going to be good. Well, we just want to ask you our question that we ask all of our guests, which is if you were made up of a circle, what would your circle be? So what makes up your circle? I already have my circle and they're amazing, but what makes us up brutally honest with each other? Doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. We all connected through trauma. So <laughs> that's one. And we're all very gay. I think that's one of the biggest reasons that we're all always together. Because I think that in terms of how progressive I am now, it's because I came out. It's because I learned of a, a whole other world out there where, again, I'm allowed to be myself. I think, I'm not even joking, being gay has saved my life. I love that. I love it that has. for you. Yeah, it has. And... I know who I am, which means I don't let anybody tell me what I can and cannot do. So I feel like I've just got yeah. chills down me. I'm just like, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy that you have a place that is safe for you. I'm happy that you feel strong and confident in yourself yeah. and how you feel and how you express yourself. That's beautiful. That's great. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. So we dedicate every episode to a small business, a charity or an organization. And you're our guest today. So could you please tell our listeners what you have dedicated today to? Yes. So I'm all about sustainable fashion. Like everything I wear is thrifted. Amazing. I don't really buy things out of like big multi corporations anymore. It's just thrifted secondhand stuff. Things handed down from my family as well. Um, so I would like to dedicate this to Crop Daddy. The, the one of the biggest reasons I chose them because I know when they started and I know how fast they're going now. Oh wow! And yeah, he is amazing at what he does. Just takes all sorts of material and reworks it into like crop tops and shorts. Where he has his band that says "Fashion Kills." That's like their their entire um, uh, motto. So creating and reworking uh, clothes and then also selling thrifted vintage items on their website mm-hmm. and also simultaneously donating their proceeds to multiple different charities. Oh, so, Yeah, they're it's amazing. Supporting I one supports other people too. Yes, which is awesome. He also makes teddy bears out of old material, like towels <laughs> and other things. It's so nice. I love that man. So how can people support Crop Daddy? Ooh, just get up on his IG, buy some of his stuff. It's amazing. <laughs> you can follow them at cropdaddy.ca and you can find their website cropdaddy.ca as well. So we'll put all the information on the screen now for you to see and you can check all of the links in our description as well and we'll obviously post on Instagram so you can go and follow them and help support sustainable fashion. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We've absolutely loved chatting to you and we wish you all the best with all of your amazing avenues that you have and ventures. It sounds incredible. And please, 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 everyone go and check Dana out on all of her socials and stream her on Spotify and just enjoy her being. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. This was amazing. I had so much fun. I never thought that I would actually 
end up on a podcast episode <laughs> with two amazing women. This is Aww. very, very special to me. So thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. Please make sure to like and subscribe to this YouTube channel. Make sure to stream on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and RSS.com. Got it. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> and make sure to check us out for our next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.